This is a crowd podcast. You're listening to Fucks Given, a guide to libidos. Hi, Reed. Hi, Florence. Oh, hello. Um, uh, all over the place at the moment. Yeah, all over the place, mm-hmm. but you know. Better than last week or still the same? Hmm, different to last week. I would say, I, mm. I would say, yeah, let's say overall better. PMA, overall better. Okay. That's something. Yeah, at least I'm not sitting days in bed unable to get out. Like, that's that yeah. shit. So this You're is dressed good. And you had a shower or did you not have a shower? No shower today, fuck that, no. <laughs> not me. Um, But what I did manage to do is make myself some lunch. So that's, you know, that's a positive little win. That is positive. Well done. (laughs) That sounded really ungenuine, but I actually mean it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, (laughs) How are you, Florence? You're looking a bit bare right now. What's going on? (laughs) Right now I'm recording in my bedroom because my mum's actually here helping me um, oh, pack. Hey, so Mama she's Florence. in the other room <laughs> whilst we record this episode. Probably listening in, eavesdropping. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm just sitting in my bedroom, literally with like a pile of clothes that need to go into a suitcase. Nice. Um, I'm excited. And also, I feel for you, packing is one of the hardest things you can do in life. It is so <laughs> hard. Yeah, I'm trying to condense everything down into two suitcases to take with me. Just two? Which is... Yeah. Florence, that's fucked up. I'm taking like a small suitcase, like a holder one as mm. well, which I'll bring to yours next week. Because we're having sleepovers like every day next Yay, week. Yay, we've got like a whole week's worth of sleepovers. Of, yeah. Well, not just sleepovers and not just fun, but like hanging out and work and... Tying, yeah. tying up loose ends. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I had the last session with my Muay Thai instructor, yeah. teacher. Yeah. You know, the one that I spoke about on the podcast. Not just spoke before. about, the one that the, the one that you wanted to bang. Well oh, it's a weird one. Oh yeah. Semi wanted to bang. Semi, like, maybe, but also, like, he just is so... Like, I just realised how important he is to me yeah. in my life because, like, I started one-on-one training with him, like, during a really bad, like, depressive episode after the first breakup of Quarantine Bay. And then he just sort of, like, was always kind of there, like, rooting for me and being like, look, like, fuck him, you know? Like, we've got this, Aww. we're doing Muay Thai. Like, imagine punching his face and, like, all that <laughs> shit. And it's exactly what I needed yeah. in the moment. <laughs> Yeah, shit. Oh, so yeah, yeah, emotional, emotional time saying goodbye to people. Yeah, I know. I had a little cry, to be honest, when I left. I was like, Momo Jin. <laughs> you'll find something, you, you'll find something good. You'll find something better out there, yeah. I'm sure. But yeah, so we're, we're talking about libidos today. We've got a lot to say on libidos. We do. I think we have quite a lot of experience with different situations. Yeah. I mean, we have experience this. with our own libidos um and the sort mm-hmm. of and us recognizing the ebbs and flows of being single and being in relationships and flings and yeah so we're gonna get to that but after i've got i've, I've got some exciting news florence <gasps> i've got a couple of updates oh my god i'm really excited please you told me like i knew what was happening yesterday I but i didn't it. know what happened i teased it 
like a little shit bag. You teased it so hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted I wanted the reactions to be super genuine. I have like a random update. Okay, I love a little rando. Well, last week I, you know, the last I can't remember it was the last episode of the episode before, but I've been talking about like not having had sex for like a month. And yeah. I was mm-hmm. like getting to that point where I was like, oh my God, I really need to see my fuck buddy, but he's not available. And like, he canceled on me. He basically was really stupid and organized seeing me on the day that he got back from a flight from LA. Oh, Jesus. And I was just like, why would you even try and organize this? But you're still like, and I'm not like mad that you're canceling because like it was ridiculous to plan that in the first place <laughs> yeah but like please just don't even plan it in the first place because then now i'm like you're canceling on me mm-hmm. but um anyway my friend ended up coming over and we ended up <laughs> fucking <laughs> okay yes tell me more about this and, friend well this is the thing isn't and this is why i'm not like sure whether it's like that bad or like that it's not really drama at all because we have slept together in the past. Can can you say because you've mentioned him before on the podcast, but you dubbed him the neighbor? Can you the say neighbor, that? Yeah, yeah, we can say yeah, the, neighbor. the neighbor. So if there's any like true, true come curious true fans. fans, they will know the neighbor. Yeah, the neighbor came back and we banged. <laughs> uh, how how do you feel about it now? It was kind of one of those weird moments where it was just like, oh, we shouldn't do this, man. But like the horn got me. Yeah. In the moment, was and it, it was like, it, was it good? It was. It was not. Pleasurable? Yeah, it was good. It was nice. Mm-hmm, yeah, good. it was a good experience. Um, but at the same time, it was just like, oh man, we just did that again, and we're like like legit friends now so it, it was just like a bit weird when you're like the fully boundaries mates. yeah mm-hmm. um but we had a discussion <laughs> he texted yes he texted last night yeah he texted last night doing the like 10 p.m what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> he needs to listen to this fucking podcast man Fuck. <laughs> what are you doing at least it's not a you up question mark <laughs> yeah almost though almost like, literally it's, almost it's not that far from and then he was like was the other day like a one-off? Oh, and I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I just don't think we'd have time to do it again. To be honest, I'm a very busy lady. Before yeah. I go, I feel and, like if, um, if you're thinking I'm too busy, then like if you wanted to see him, you would make time. Yeah, but it's kind of one of those things where it's just like I think if we both needed to get laid, then oh, it's like, he's a good, good, good someone to have in the pocket. Like, you uh, know? yeah, one of those. Which is quite... Is that rude to say? I don't know. Um, I guess... I feel like because of the friend thing, that's why it's that way. Yeah. I, I suppose it's it's not it's not bad. It's not rude. You're only human. Those are very normal feelings. But maybe yeah. it's only if you insinuate otherwise to him or if you allow mm. him to read between the lines and think that it's something more. But if you were clear, clearly well, communicating, like, moving, we, are, so. we are friends... And if I was to see yeah. you again, it would just be for the sex because I'm yeah. horny. Are you cool with that kind of thing? So I messaged him saying like, oh, I don't know, because I don't want this to make us like, you know, friends that fuck rather than friend friends. Yeah, that's And he good. just replied saying, yeah, he just replied saying, nah, mate, like we're always going to be friends. Oh, friends. that's a really lovely response. Yeah. So then maybe uh, all yeah. you can do is just speak your truth from your side and it depends on how he interprets that but as long as you're being honest then I don't think it's a bad thing to say I think the worst part of it is that my fuck buddy cancelled on that side but then the <laughs> next day he came over <laughs> oh 
like one after another. Oops. I mean, girls gonna eat. It was really fucking good as well. It was, it was so fucking good. Are we ready to find out what happened yesterday? Y- yes, but wait, okay, I have one more thing. I have one more thing. Oh, <laughs> I told you I've got a couple updates. Um, so, <laughs> been chatting to someone on email who wants to actually, yeah, do some sex work stuff and wants to come over and be a slave. Um, and he's really mm. into used condoms, right? So, I've been chatting to them about posting them in the post a used condom. Oh. For money. So this person, right, was like, I would like to buy one. Cool. Sounds good. And I was like, all right, nice. We have a condom. We used a condom. Uh, Obviously, I've got permission from Sam as well. This isn't behind his back, imagine. (laughs) So I've like, you know, I I condomed it up, um, put the wrapper and the packaging in a Ziploc bag, and I've put it in a, like a post post bag thing, right? And Mm -hmm. I forgot about it because the person never paid me, so I never sent it off. And then the other day... I think it was literally, it was either yesterday. No, it was the day before yesterday. I opened up my bag and I was like, oh yeah, I've got all this post here. Oh. And it was in between some other bits of post. Um, I opened it and it it must have wafted because the the whole off condom sperm smell just wafted, <laughs> like guffed into the tube. In the tube? The, the tube carriage, the whole thing stank. And I was literally like looking around, looking at people <laughs> being like, like what what is this smell it was i don't know how to explain it florence like you know you know when you have you go bareback and you have come inside you and like maybe like a day or two later you're still like oh there's a bit of an odd smell it was like that but like like fucking max power i've had um this experience before but not quite so publicly But I, I've definitely, like, had a used condom at the bottom of, like, my bedroom. Oh, my God, yeah, thing. yeah. And I was in my room. I think it was when I was living at yours. And I was just like, what is that fucking smell? <laughs> and I, like, rooted through the rubbish. And as I got closer to the condom, I was just like... <laughs> it smells so bad. Oh, my God. Especially because, like, a condom is... I thought is, that is... it must be something wrong with the person as well because I was just like, how can someone's cum smell that bad? Fuck. I, th- I, I think it's literally just when I the air gets is. to it. It's just... And then on top yeah. of that, it's going through the condom and then, in my case, through a Ziploc bag, through another bag to post it off in. I actually can't believe that, that it was that smelly through all of those things. Yeah. I don't know how long it was in my bag for. It could have been days. So yeah, that was pretty devastating. So I got off the train and you know what the tubes are like? There are never any bins around. So I had to carry it quite a while before finding a bin. But it's done. It's done. The stinky (laughs) condom is done. Gross. That is so gross. Yeah. I just feel sorry for the people on the train. So that was great. Okay, now on to the main update story. Oh my Lord. Please. So while I was at KV... Um, club Verboten, which is a, a, a fetish sex party club vibe. Um, someone came up to me and was like, I really want to offer you my massage services. And we arranged to do this last night. And I wasn't really sure what much about it, but she told me it was like a rendition of a Lomi Lomi massage, which I right. think is Hawaiian. And... So she came over to my house, had the bed out, put the candles on, lights down. And part of this massage that she introduces is very much because she's very kink friendly. 
mm-hmm. um, and very nudity friendly. Her whole bag is to make people feel safe and a lot of it is about touch and sensation and making you feel mm-hmm. like connected and part of the intimacy. So she's very down with that. And so yeah. during this amazing 90 minute massage, she got completely naked and was rubbing herself on top of me at the same time as doing the massage. She was giving me a full body massage with her body. What the fuck? It was insane. It was so good. I, I Did promise you. Did you keep a straight face? Uh, so by that time, it was already like maybe 30 minutes in and I was already like, okay, like getting into the relaxation. My brain is enjoying yeah. this, switching off. And, um, and it was very much like, you know, consented and like, how do you feel about this? Are you comfortable? And I was like, yeah, man, got to try it. Got to give it a go. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was, I don't know how to explain it. It was something that was indescribable and I, and I, I would never have imagined it feeling that good. Wait, so how do you mean she was rubbing her whole body against you? Is she fully, like, lying on top of you and just, like, rolling around in the oil? Yeah, so it it, it started off really light with hands, and then yeah. it would be, like, you know, like, I could feel her running her body up and down my sides, over her le- over my legs. I could feel her boobs. I could feel her nipples. Um, and it, oh, my God, it felt amazing. It felt really, like, relaxing and connected and felt, like, really normal. It didn't feel... Wow weird I felt so comfortable and I felt like it it felt so special and like almost like mothering and caring um and and then then she got on top of the table and was like still doing the normal massage but I could feel parts of her body on me and then it was more of a full body like swoop over my back and and back and it was just honestly the most incredible experience like I felt so like Like cradle and held yeah but like slippery and like oh it was uh, slippery humpy it felt so good florence and basically i i really want you to do this massage as well like i do you have free time next week for her to come over and do the same thing i want to pimp out your body to do the same thing you gotta feel it you can also say no to the nudity that's not her speciality you know this is like a small portion of what she does she's also you know she's a trained massage therapist and this is an this is an element of massage that she does but um yeah she's she's incredible man like i want you to have a go because it was just it was just the most incredible experience it was just i don't know how to explain it lomi lomi massage kind of feels like it's like um there were times absolutely i felt turned on because again it's like touch um her naked body was on top of me like what (laughs) (laughs) she was just so she was so sweet and so lovely though it just didn't feel weird didn't feel weird i mean come on like we've been to sex parties we've literally watched porn but this was like it wasn't sexual it was like very much just another form of massage and another form of her body massaging my body apart from there were elements where i were was turned on but it wasn't with her naked body it was more like you know when she was yeah using a feather or like you know like massaging certain places on my body and i was like oh hello she used a feather uh, yeah, so it's it's part of it's again it's part of like the sensation touch session. Whoa! Oh, you gotta Whoa. try it, Florence. It blew my mind. I even my brain switched off for about two minutes, like fully, fully, and wow. that's like so impossible for my head to do. 
Wow. That just, I was not expecting that. I was expecting you to come back and say like, yeah, so it was a happy ending massage. Oh my God, like, I wish. I mean, that would have been pretty cool. Although I'm on my period, so I did have to give her a pre-warning. Like, mm. yo, don't want to like mess up your bed. But oh, oh, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. you have to try it. It was honestly out of this world. It was so wow. good. Wow. I didn't even know that existed in life. <laughs> Yeah. That sounds like a really fun thing to do with a partner, like slip around with their body. Yeah. I mean, she was very skilled at it. She knew exactly what she was doing. And just being wow. able to feel parts of her body and her breasts on me. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It was a very, it was a, it was just so like wholesome and nice and caring. And I felt really like safe and protected. And it just, it just felt so normal. I don't know how to explain it other than yeah. that. It just felt so normal kind of like when you go to a sex party for the first time and it just yeah. feels normal to be there yeah yeah you're so anxious and worried about it beforehand and then when it happens you're like yeah. okay cool nice yeah awesome <laughs> this episode was decided by our curious fuckers over in the curious fuckers club over on facebook you can Thanks. find the link to the Curious Fuckers Club in the description if you want to join in because it's really popping over there. It's pop popping. And you all wanted to talk about libido, so here we are. Mm -hmm. So what do we mean by a high or low libido? I think a libido is on a spectrum for a lot of people. There isn't really... Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just... there's You've got the high side and the low side and... I think a lot of people are probably around the middle, but what we found is that a libido just changes throughout your life anyway, regardless, depending on who you're with, depending on what you're doing, depending on like external and internal stresses and mm -hmm. whatever's going on. Um, it also can be affected by experiences like trauma or PTSD, yeah. mental health. There's just so much there. Oh, and especially medication can affect your libido. So low libido is like when you don't want to have sex like that much like you don't really get the urge um and having a high libido is obviously when you want to fuck all the time having a libido is just when you want to experience pleasure mm. and sex is a libido just to do with sex or is it to do with just thoughts yeah i mean could it could a libido also just be like solo masturbation you know if you don't ever yeah. want to sleep with another person you could yeah, have a high libido so. and just masturbate all the time 100%. There's a really interesting way of thinking about it in the Come As You Are book. And it's all about like having a high accelerator and a low accelerator, which I think yeah. explains it in a really good way. So like if you have a high accelerator, which is basically a high libido, you're turned on quite instantly by things. Mm -hmm. So like say when you were getting that massage and someone like touches you, you're like, oh, I'm instantly turned on by that. Um, yeah. Or if someone says something like sends you a sexy text and you're like immediately turned on. And I would say that personally, I fall into that category. I'm turned on so easily. I think my libido is very, very high. Yeah, um, I, th I think that's why we do what we do because we that's what, yeah. how our brain works. Like, I don't think we would be no. talking about sex and making <laughs> it our careers if it wasn't no something way. that, you know, we weren't obsessed no, with. No, we are obsessed like mm -hmm. fully i think we'd be on the higher spectrum of the high libido 
Yeah, possibly. It depends, though, because mine is so different at the moment. Like, I barely want to masturbate. I don't really want to have sex. But then that's to do with, like, depression and mental health issues. But I think on a good day, I want to fuck all the time. You know, fuck me. It's like, I, you know, want to fuck at least twice a day. uh, Mm. Masturbate every single night without a doubt, if not during Mm. the day. But... Yeah, I think that I think it also depends. I think we should put a disclaimer here as well. Having a high libido doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't make you a better person in bed. It's not something that everybody should want or desire. No. You know, you have to love and own your libido. It's who you are. I think the the whole thing is that whatever your libido is is completely normal. It's mm-hmm. not healthy to have a high one. It's not like healthy to have a low one. It, it's not healthy to be in the middle. Like it's just the way our bodies are made up, and everyone is completely different. And with the with the low accelerator, bit having a low libido, it's um it's more like you you it takes more to turn you on. So mm-hmm. it means that you're not gonna be like necessarily wanting sex as much because it takes you more to even get turned on in the first place. So that could be like, you know, being like fully like wined and dined and someone maybe like giving you a massage or like, I don't know, saying really nice things to you that day um, to get you in a space where you're like, oh, actually, yeah, cool. Now I'm in the mood. But it takes quite a lot more. And I think why I really like referencing that book is that it really normalises wherever you are on the spectrum. Yeah, because I think I think when people think about libido, they think, oh yeah, there's something wrong with me if I don't want to have sex. Mm-hmm. But it's actually just finding out what, your accelerator needs um so yeah if you're struggling i would say if you're struggling with um your libido in any kind of way and you have questions about it i would highly recommend reading come as you are because i think it explains it in a really good way and it's also an audiobook that's how i consumed it yeah nice um i I also hormones play a huge part and chemicals testosterone there are Mm -hmm. so many fact there are just so many factors um yeah our time of the month yeah um ovulating makes you have a higher libido obviously makes sense and also contraception affects your libido massively as well Well, medication um is kind of like the the umbrella of it so mm. that that's everything from like antidepressants to mm-hmm. pain medication to yeah fucking contraception that can yeah. affect your libido on a much longer wider well, yeah, scale if, the, if if contraception like the pill the implant and all of those things they trick your body into thinking that it's pregnant all the time so your libido can massively mm-hmm. change i mean people say that pregnant women get really super horny so maybe yeah. when you're on the pill you will be more horny but it also really depends because it is different for everyone. Yeah, I think being on the pill really dampened my libido. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it could have been the million other things that were going on with that's, me at that time as well. That's so true, actually. When I came off the pill, I was the horniest I've ever felt in my whole life. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, the week after I came off it, I went to the gym and I was, like, so turned on by all the guys in the gym and I was just like 
staring at them basically <laughs> drooling because I was just like oh my god and also <laughs> like we, we've talked about this on the podcast like hangovers and they can make you so horny and obviously mm-hmm. alcohol when you're on alcohol at the time you can it can either go two ways right you know mm-hmm. you can be really horny and be like oh my god I've got all this confidence and I really want to yeah. fuck um, or the other way where you're like fuck I, you know I, I don't feel anything down there maybe mm. I've got um, uh, what's it called erectile dysfunction going on but then it just affects people in every single every single different way because we've all got yeah. different chemicals inside us it's all like a, a cocktail yeah. of I actually of shit. can't drink excessively because if I get super super drunk I get dangerously horny <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah it's one of the reasons why I don't drink anymore like no lie I don't don't blame you because then it's and then oh there's just a, such a barrage of shit that comes the next day as well that's just like not necessary yes exactly the anxiety no anxiety and sex you didn't want to have are like oh, worst God, enemies it's the, it's the worst and we mm-hmm. all have been there we all we all know that I feel like yeah. we probably all experienced that <laughs> yeah fuck um, of course, being in a relationship, both Florence and I have been in long-term relationships where we felt mm-hmm. like our libidos weren't matching and, um, yeah, we were really stuck in a rut. And it doesn't just affect your sex life, it affects how you feel about yourself and how you mm-hmm. feel about the relationship and you feel yeah. you can feel really unsatisfied. Um, or the other way around, when you feel like you're not giving your partner enough and what they need and there's that constant yeah. pressure that you should be. And that's horrible mm. too. Yeah, there's a real, like, it's so common to have a mismatched libido with your partner. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a really, really tricky thing to navigate in a relationship because you're right, it does come with, I remember very, like, you know, very vividly, like, in that relationship when I wanted to have sex and he didn't, it made me internally feel so shit. Like, I would literally be sitting there like, oh, my God, like, I'm not sexy enough, I'm not hot, like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't find me attractive. Um, And it just made me feel like, you know, he didn't didn't really love me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's the way that you feel love is through sex and through intimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, And... You know, I think I felt that too. If not, I've I've put way too much pressure on my partner to give me the sex that I want, and yeah. that's also just so unfair. It's, yeah, I think and I did no that one's as well. communicating pro- properly. No one's talking mm-hmm. about this. It's just like this horrible, general, unspoken, shameful feeling that we all have yeah. when we do need to be talking about sex more. And yeah. if you want it more, and if there's like other ways that you can get it and compromise mm-hmm. and. Um, you know spontaneity yeah. also plays a huge part but it's, it's I think we not easy. we always used to say that like if you are in a situation where your libidos are mismatched then maybe just leave the relationship I know like, that's not great advice either no it's almost just like I, I kind of I still live by it to some extent because mm-hmm. I think it's really really hard to navigate but I think if you have like enough love in that relationship then you can do things to get around it and also, and David had this amazing advice that was like, think of other things that you can do that give yeah. you the intimacy that you're craving, whether that's just like naked cuddling or, you know, Book massage. Reading. Yeah, just like any, it could be literally anything. And you've mm-hmm. got to find out what gives you that same fulfillment that sex does without having sex all the time. Yeah, because as much as it can affect your relationship 
we we forget it's about priorities for for Florence and I sex is probably one of our highest priorities in a relationship 100% and for a lot of people out there it's not the same so if one person is like well you know we have sex once a month but that's okay with me and another person's like we only have sex once a month this is like destroying my life like it it, all you need is that conversation but there will be couples out there plenty couples loads of couples um or relationships or non-monogamous relationships that they don't need to have sex as much um Mm. obviously it's hard to talk about because you're listening to a sex podcast where all we do is we talk about sex but um it's very normal to be in a relationship that is that is sexless it's probably working because you found the intimacy in other ways like yeah like Florence said yeah I think that's the thing with this podcast isn't it is that you all like everyone has to realize that we're very we could be just totally different yeah. to you and mm-hmm. your experience we don't want to make anyone feel shit no and there's obviously this thing I think and especially maybe when listening to podcasts like this where you hear about people that like love having sex all the time and like do it all the time and you're like, but why don't I want to? Like, am mm-hmm. I broken if I have a non-existent libido? And I think that is such a big thing as well. I'm like wondering, I'm like, are the curious fuckers those people? Like, are there curious curious fuckers out there that are people with low libidos? I'd be really fascinated to know if, if you had a low libido, if you liked listening to sex podcasts. Yeah, I wonder. I'm sure there will be because it's yeah. it's almost like living the fantasy of... And maybe mm. getting that sexual excitement through the podcast Without. rather than actual sex. Yeah. I mean, there's so many reasons why someone might have a low libido, yeah. especially if they're asexual. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if, again, they've been through trauma or past relationships yeah. where sex hasn't been so great or they're not feeling it, comfortable with, in yeah. themselves um, or just, secure I in their relationship. Even, I don't even think there has to be a reason for it. I think yeah, some people's bodies are just made up that way. Yeah, yeah, and like so right. you are normal, you're not broken. Like there's there's nothing broken there unless you're like okay, it's because of my medication or like mm-hmm. I didn't used to be this way. And then maybe then you could talk to I don't know like a sex therapist or something like that because there obviously could be situations where you're like oh my god yeah I used to love doing this and I really want to get back to that place and like yeah. what is it in my life that's gotten in the way of this and I think a sex therapist could be really good for like breaking down that barrier because mm, if you've always been like that if you've if you've never mm. really had a high libido you went through your teens and you weren't wanking all the time then yeah, yeah it's it's just a part of you and it's about accepting that full version of you and being honest and open about it in whatever relationships you might have to, ma- to yeah. meet their expectations not to meet to match their expectations um would you say that sharing a bed with your partner alters your libido oh my god that's so fascinating yeah um that i don't i don't know i i've got pros and cons fours and against on that one because you at the moment have decided not to live with sam yes we we don't want to live together do you feel more horny when you're in bed together or does it not change things? Hmm. Okay, so yes, definitely when we when we go to bed together, it's like a treat. It's a special occasion because we don't live together. So yeah. I, I definitely look more forward to going to bed when I know that, you know, like we're naked and we're intimate and we're cuddling, but that doesn't necessarily mean sex. We're maybe mm-hmm. more likely to have sex. Um, but... 
But then again, I love the separation. I love having a bed separately and I love being able to masturbate the way I want um, yeah. without without having somebody else there. But there are also times when we're in bed together and neither of us want to have, have sex. Like we are in that comfortable stage of the relationship mm-hmm. and maybe one person wants to have sex and the other person doesn't and it can be a bit of a mismatch but it, all it takes is a conversation and a bit of communication like oh i don't yeah. don't really fancy it tonight can we can we see how we feel in the morning or yeah. i don't know i don't know i don't know if it changes my libido really i feel like my libido is going to be strong regardless yeah same but, but then at the same time i feel like if i'm sleeping next to someone every single night every night very yeah. like very normal and you won't be having sex all the time and like i feel like it yeah it takes away the special occasionness of it which i think would in time make me probably less likely to initiate but, potentially i would I agree with that no especially when i was living with thomas like that definitely was our reality um yeah where we just didn't you know it was just so normal we were just sleeping next to each other sex wasn't really a part of the the -hmm. equation um but i still feel that maybe you know you could go that way even if you didn't live together it's just being being in a relationship you know things change the 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 honeymoon period is over that like absolute lust you had for each other changes Mm. into something that's not bad it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact it's just something that's different it's more comfortable um and enjoyable and you might get more out of like hugging and cuddling than you do having sex i think for me when i was in that situation living with a partner it's almost like it made it more obvious that we weren't having sex. Yeah. And like there was more chance that I would be rejected in that sense. Mm. Cause it would be like, oh, like every single night I would go to bed thinking like, maybe tonight. Maybe tonight, yeah. Maybe tonight. And it would never Mm -hmm. ever happen. So I was basically like constantly like heartbroken of like it not happening. And I feel like the, like, sharing the bed all the time was one of the like a really like negative factor in that but do you think if maybe you both lived in separate places or had separate beds do you think you would have still been having the sex you did at the start of the relationship even four years on i don't know like not at the start of the relationship but i would feel like there would be more potential for it yeah I, i i do agree with there is something to be said for oh, I'm, I'm seeing you tonight and it's like, it's a nice special occasion because I'm seeing you. Even yeah. if I'm seeing them, I don't know, three or four times, five times in the week. Yeah. Oh, I might not see you for another few days and now now's a good time to fuck. But I wouldn't say it's always like that when you're with somebody. Yeah, um, yeah I haven't lived with someone for three years now. So yeah. it's quite hard to say whether now, if it was like a good libido match as well, because... I'm only coming at it from we had a terrible libido match Mm. um, and it really affected us. But there, you know when I say like if you are in a relationship and your partner Mm. goes away on holiday without you or you have time apart... Yeah. Then the time together, you might want to... There is maybe a higher higher risk of having sex afterwards. Yeah. Because you're excited to see each other. Not always, because whenever... 
in my past relationship, whenever I went away for a time period, time being, I'd be so excited to come back, but then we would just argue the exact same and we would be the exact same coming back. Uh, yeah, I had exactly the same thing. I like almost tried to force myself to be super excited about seeing him. Yes. I thought like, cause that's how I should feel. And then when I got back, so I'd be like, oh yeah, we're gonna, like, it's gonna be like all like lovey-dovey and like, we're gonna be so like, oh my God, I missed you, babe. And I'd get back and it would just be like, oh, hi yeah no no feelings whatsoever or sometimes because you're not getting the sex and you might not even want to have sex at that moment but because you're not getting it you're like i want to have sex with you i need that from you even if you don't want it yourself i've definitely been in that position where like why are you not having sex with me like why are we not having sex we're not having enough sex and then it becomes an argument because it it, then the sex transforms into sex for validation yes it does or sex yeah sex to prove to yourself that the relationship's mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and we do stupid stuff like that and we don't even recognize it you know why are we not doing these deep dives we're not sitting there with our journal being like really want to have sex they're not having sex with me but why do i want to have sex when i actually am not horny and i don't really want to have sex you know you need to deep it you need to fucking yeah. deep it you really need to um, deep it what I would say, which is interesting, is mm. being in a non-monogamous relationship and having sex with other people away from your partner yeah. makes, and it has done for me, and it has done for other partners that I've been with, yeah. it almost like reignites your libido and you end up having more sex with each other again and you become yeah. closer. This is not always the case. So I'm not suggesting for anyone to go off and fuck people if they're trying to like, you know, like fuck their partner more that's a terrible idea but that i found really interesting it almost like yeah sparks the libido again and i want to have loads of sex you know yeah because sometimes you just need to freshen up yeah or just change just just to fuck somebody to remind you how good you've got it in your relationship or like to to really sad to that person that you're fucking though it's like yeah you reminded me how good my partner is actually yeah it is (laughs) but like not everyone can be that amazing in bed you know no, and it's like your match, isn't it? Because it's like key and a so lock. hard to find your yeah. Key, yeah, key and a lock. Yeah, key and a lock, or yeah, your match, even just like your energy match, or yeah. what you like in the bedroom. So we have some curious fuckers questions here, and the first one is tips for managing a high libido whilst on my period when I hate period sex. Yes, right, listen. <laughs> I know. Was this me? Um, I, I, I'm, I love sex on my... No. I have a really high libido when I'm, when I'm bleeding yeah, out. I and sex. I want... I, 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 love, I love sex. And I want the comfort that that is the sex. I sometimes feel like, the, especially with P and V sex, it's almost like a cuddle from the inside, hugging my sad, mm. sore vagina. Um, but I hate period sex. It feels really rough and really raw and oversensitive. And I hate the mm. blood everywhere. I hate it on my sheets and I hate it on my body and I don't like it. Yeah. So my, my biggest tip is using lubricant and a little soak up with a tampon if you can beforehand so okay. i use a cup cup i love my cup but if i know i'm planning to have sex or if i want to have sex or i'm yeah. seeing sam later put in a tampon a few hours beforehand soak up what you can and use so much lube so i got a period cup thing sent sent to me not too long ago that was apparently something that you could use whilst having sex oh my god i've seen these and they're like they're kind of like moon cups but they're really like wide and they're kind of like 
more like malleable and flexible. And this company was called Nixit. I never got the hang of it, to be honest. But like, I feel like my vagina isn't, it doesn't really like cups anymore. I don't know what happened. I just uh, cannot yeah. get them to work. Yeah. Um, but so that could also be a solution. Like having something that's like a period cup that allows you to have sex at the same time. Because it would just completely eradicate the mess. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. How do you feel about, like, other play when you're on your period? So, like, would you be okay with doing, like, someone sucking on your clit or, like, playing mm. with your clit or nipple play? Or are you just, like, totally not in the mood? No, I'm I'm still really in the mood with nipple play, but I just want penetrative sex so much. Um, I don't know how I feel about oral. Again, cups are amazing for oral. They're, yeah. they're so great. The only thing is, again, you miss... You're like, oh, sorry, I'm, I've got a cup in. You can't finger me. Or, like, yeah. you can't put a toy in. And that's yeah. what I want. That's what I enjoy. Not everyone, though. But I'd recommend um, cups for oral, for sure. Mm-hmm. And nipple play is great. But then I also feel like nipple play just reminds me that I... You know, I can't get penetrated. Yeah, can't get penetrative sex. Or, like, if I'm going to, I need to, like, go through the effort of putting a towel down and, like... Yeah like using loads of lube and it might be messy and I can't be bothered and I'm just like oh just sometimes just leave me alone let me wank although (laughs) Sam and I we have found this amazing technique where he stays up top playing with my nipples and then I just use the wand on myself until I come and that's just Mm -hmm. that's great that works so fucking well so it's still sex of yeah it's still sex it's still like mutual masturbation type thing yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Some good shit. Mm. Yeah, mutual masturbation. Mm. Love it. So the next listener's question asks, I've got a libido for masturbation, but not for sex with my partner. Should I be worried? That is interesting. I don't mm. think you should be worried at all. I Definitely think not. things are completely normal. And I think it's interesting because it's like you're more turned on by yourself than your partner potentially but I don't think that's a bad thing but I do wonder Mm -hmm. if you could incorporate the things that you use for masturbation that turn you on when you masturbate in a setting with your partner and if that would make you more um and if that would make you more turned on to have sex with them if it's a problem because if it's not a problem and you just love masturbating and you just like the amount of sex that you have your partner Mm -hmm. then that's there's nothing wrong with that at all yeah, I'd say. if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah. um but i think in this situation it's important to do a deep dive into why you know like ask yourself why is it is it you is it how confident you feel Are, is there any shame or hang-ups that you don't want mm. you know is there anything like do you feel uncomfortable if your partner's there is it something that they're doing yeah. is it something that they've said or is it past relationships has anything happened in your past that makes you feel that maybe masturbation is is nicer, safer, or maybe it's just like there's a lack of pressure when you masturbate, but there's pressure when you're with your partner, even if it's just to orgasm or have a nice time. Um, yeah. there, are, there are just so many things. I mean, it might not be anything like that. It might just be like, yeah, you just prefer masturbating. That's cool. I think that's so cool. So curious, fuckers. We really hoped you've loved this episode. And if you want to catch up with everything we've been up to, of course, follow us on our Instagram at Come Curious. I'm currently doing a takeover because my Instagram account's been removed by Instagram. Maybe it'll be up by now. Who knows? Uh, You can follow us for Follow Florence on her personal account at Read... Oh, at Read Amber X. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Follow me there. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, follow Florence at Florence Bark, and if my account's back up, it's Read Amber X. Yes, which fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It will be. And if you love this episode, please share it around. Like, word of mouth is the greatest tool. I was literally having a haircut the other day and my hairdresser was telling me about the time that him and his wife listened to us on a long road. And he had told the previous person, his previous client before me, about our podcast and the guy that he was cutting the hair and he dyed his hair like a really amazing pink. Oh my God, yes. He told him that he was he was like, oh my god i'm gonna share that with my girlfriend that's the sort of thing that she would really love oh my and god yes that is fucking powerful so yeah, if you can do stuff like that because that mm-hmm. is how we get more curious fuckers curious fuckers oh anyway we love you so much and we will see you next thursday slash hear you slash all that stuff yeah <laughs> yeah bye yeah. curious fuckers love you love you bye oh god.